and welcome to episode two of Behind the Drawbridge. This is the uh, the podcast from Castle Cameras. Uh, Castle Cameras being one of the uh, leading independent camera shops in the UK. Uh, and this is our, our new podcast. Uh, so I am Graham from Castle Cameras and I'm here with my colleague, Rob. Say hi, Rob. Hi, you uh, you you got me back. Can't believe got, it. Got you back, yeah, for for second week. So uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think uh, I can't do it on my own, mate. So it's, uh, that's, that's why I got you. But um, the the banter is strong with us. So uh, I think uh, it's a good pairing. <laughs> so um, what have you been up to this week, Rob? So I think I guess mainly uh, it, it's the shop being open again for the first time in ages. Yeah, and that's a that's a great thing that's happened that we're able to um, see human beings again, and rather than do it remotely on um, the internet, which has been um, ever growing, I think while we've been in lockdown, but it's great to see people again, even though we're not at full capacity, we can't sort of demo a huge amount, but it's um, people have come back and they've had all that time to th- at home to think about what stuff yes. they need and. Um, <laughs> They re- haven't been re- able to spend it anywhere else. So. <laughs> exactly. They're primed and ready to spend some money. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. But no, it's just nice to be back at work, really. Um, yeah. And I imagine sort of seeing uh, some familiar faces, uh, some of the old regular customers coming in to say hi. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good, hasn't it? Yeah. It's quite hard to recognize these people with masks on, but um, I <laughs> yeah. don't know how long we've got to go. Where we've Well, that could be uh, another year or so before we, we're not allowed to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough COVID. That's enough COVID. Um, I think in other news, I think uh, in the camera world, um, we just had a couple of lens releases. The, the one that caught my attention was the new uh, 100mm RF macro lens uh, for, for obviously the EOS 5, EOS uh, R5, R6, and uh, the newly announced R3 as well. Um, but this uh, this new 100mm macro lens is uh, obviously a, an update to the uh, the really popular EFL uh, macro lens, um, the hundred mil foot for EF mount, uh, in, uh, the, in the L series. Um, but you know, they've obviously pushed it on a little bit further cause it's got one, 1. 1.4 times magnification. So it actually goes bigger than one to one. Uh, and, uh, it's got the old variable, uh, super duper double whammy bokeh control dial on it. So, uh, you can, you can do the old soft ultra soft bokeh, um, Bit like Nikon used to do on their soft focus uh, portrait lens, so um, it's very cool, very versatile lens, and I think uh, yeah, pre-orders have been strong. So uh, yeah, I think it's a a sign of Canon's ever-growing confidence in in mirrorless cameras. Yeah, I think if it's if it's as good as when the um, L series image stabilized version came out, I remember going to training in London for that, um, and it was a very exciting lens, and it was such a great lens. It was the first time you could probably hand hold a macro um, and yeah. get stunning shots with it. So I imagine that RF is going to be um, yeah something to uh, to great behold lens. when it yeah. comes out. Yeah, cool. Well, let's get into this week's topic. So after a bit of thinking, I've, I've come up with a, a series that we could do going forward. So, so we'll make this volume one, and it's our best and worst photographic experiences. So uh, this is volume one, weddings. <laughs> now, uh, wed- <laughs> now, weddings are obviously something that you and I have had quite a lot of experience of. Um, I used to be a, a full-time wedding photographer for a long time, and uh, I know you've certainly done your fair share of them as well, Rob. Um, so uh, 
there's there's certainly lots of stories there and uh weddings are obviously uh a very popular uh, niche for for budding photographers to get into so uh hopefully with our little pearls of wisdom we're going to dispense today <laughs> we can give them some guidance uh of things to look out for <laughs> say, Graham, the, the danger here is that we'll, we'll go away thinking yeah don't do weddings don't do weddings <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean I, I could definitely say you know for, throughout my uh job as a wedding photographer you know the, amongst is some of the most wonderful moments and uh definitely some of the crushingly worst moments of your life as a photographer as well but uh yeah let's uh let's go through some stories let's do a bit of back and forth we'll, we'll start with some some best stories i think first of all so uh some of the really nice stuff um and uh, yeah, I just sort of was, was thinking about this when we came up with it. And I think uh, sort of from a product point of view, I think one of the best weddings uh, was uh, the first wedding I ever shot uh, where I decided to use just prime lenses. Um, now, before that, I always used, a, I had a Nikon D700 and uh, before that, I had a D three hundred, uh, D three hundred S, and I had the the eighteen to fifty at two point eight, and uh, the uh, the twenty four seventy with my D seven hundred, and I always used a zoom lens. And uh, you know, I always I wasn't sure what it was, but I always felt like something was holding me back, and uh, I wasn't quite getting the shots I wanted to get. And then uh, a mate of mine suggested giving the old uh, just a prime lens a go. And, uh, you know, the thought of just being restricted to, to pretty much one lens for, for the entire wedding was terrifying at first, but, um, I decided to go for it. Uh, did a little bit of practicing with the kids, you know, first of all, as you do, but, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a 35 F2 AFD for, for the old D 700, the old motor drive for the AF, you know, so, which is, <laughs> which was, was, was that, sorry, Greg, was that allowed in the church? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sort of like uh, trying to dampen it down with my uh, with my jacket as I was focusing and uh, stuff like that. There was a bit of manual focusing going on, but I don't know if you remember in the old Nikon's there, you had the little kind of digital rangefinder, didn't you, for manually focusing, which is always really good. Uh, I always, always found that pretty useful. But yeah, certainly that that wedding it was a festival themed wedding. It was in the summer. The light was great. It was all outdoors. Um, there was like a uh the number of bands playing throughout there the skiffle band and then another band and lots of bands throughout the day and uh just some of the shots i got that day with that lens and that combination just suddenly felt like i'd been been released and uh, and then from that moment on that was it i i i only ever uh shot with uh, a 35 mil lens for sort of 80 85 percent of the wedding and i used an 85 mil uh prime for for kind of portraits but yeah yeah kind of that thing of being able to almost see the shot know the framing of the 35 mil lens before you've even put the camera to your eye you know just being able to look around at, at the scene in front of you and just picking out shots and just you know just my hit rate went straight up you know and uh as i was worried that it was going to go the other way but no my, my hit rate keepers went went straight up so uh yeah yeah that's a very memorable wedding for that reason so uh yeah that was one of the good moments so over to you yeah. Well, yeah i suppose mine's going to be my first wedding as well so my first wedding are you sitting down for this Graham? i actually shot on film excellent good uh, man brave that's because digital didn't exist yes <laughs> it was a friend of a, a friend and i remember my mates when i told them they said what are you gonna do a wedding they said are you crazy he said absolutely crazy and i went 
well, that'd be okay. And what's the worst that can happen? Worst can happen will be I'll absolutely screw it up, and then that'll be that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but it was just a, a lovely, memorable wedding. It was um, it was all in uh, Battersea in London, and uh, it was just a registry office. But then we all walked down to uh, this boat on the river. Um, and again, maybe it's just something with bands, our love for music, but there was yeah, a, yeah. A, a traditional jazz band playing. So you just, it just instantly you've got the, um, the iconography for a good shot immediately. You think, well, yeah, actually, that's sure. a really good shot. And being on a boat as well. Um, but my gift in wedding photography is... <laughs> is that i always blag the meal and i don't know how i did it but they every wedding i've been to i've had i've been able to sit down for the meal and uh, i should rate them how good the meals were yeah <laughs> and i met someone who said how did you do that no no, no one goes you shouldn't be you shouldn't be having the food and i said well i do i don't know they just say oh you can have food, yeah. food. and i go well is that okay and then i end up having the food which yeah it's great but um yeah so that was all shot that first one was all shot on film uh canon t70 yeah which i still have and canon won't like this but it um it's amazing it's still working because they not a lot of them still work really. <laughs> <laughs> um and i had two lenses so that was a zoom lens um and one prime um at the time, and I suppose this is a good and a bad story. At the time, I loved doing the wedding. Um, didn't have any fear that the shots weren't going to come out. It was always that thing, well, okay, I'm, I'm trusting what I'm doing. It's it's going to be okay. Even though you've got challenging light conditions, so you've got strong light coming in through the windows of the boat, um, and then the parts of the boat were really, really quite dark. But you, you just felt, I oh, know, it's, it's going to be fine. The scary part of it, came afterwards so um in london in wardle street used to be a place called joe's basement where you got all your developing done and because she wanted a fast turnaround i that's where i went and that's the most nervous moment i've ever been is sitting down when you've passed your film over and i was sitting with some other photographers biting nails because suddenly you think ah <laughs> oh, if this uh, comes out I, blank. I, I really hope they've changed <laughs> the chemicals in the machine oh i hope it isn't dirty oh i really yeah. hope that is, is oh, Please don't 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 get up. <laughs> but it's suddenly that that feeling when you when you're out of control. And I'm sure you've had other weddings where, um, like I have, where suddenly you're just thinking, I'm not completely in control here because whatever reason, um, you know, uh, whether it's just suddenly you're you're in a tight corner or they want something else you didn't plan for or whatever. But um, but yeah, the, the photos turned out okay, and uh, she was really pleased with them. Um, so yeah, my first film wedding. So um, yeah, you saying about the food? It re- it reminds me of another highlight of a wedding. Um, so this was a uh, this was when I've been. Um, I was a wedding photographer down down here in Dorset for a long time, and then I started working for a, a guy called Alistair Freeman. I became his associate, and I started doing a lot of weddings in London and, and the home counties. And uh, you know, it was a it was definitely a big step up for me uh, in terms of my weddings. And uh, it was all purely um, uh, kind of uh, reportage based documentary wedding photography. It was really beautiful work, and it was kind of you know very much we were allowed to photograph in the way that we wanted to and uh you know it was it was just a great time and uh but yeah i was really privileged to do this one wedding for this couple that uh that met in london and uh they uh the guy was french and the 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 the, the girl was canadian 
and um, they they both worked in the city um and uh they got together and then obviously fell in love and they got married and all the rest of it but basically that they had a small wedding uh in london uh which was the kind of like the legal wedding and then they were going to have another wedding in france uh sort of the big family kind of party type wedding so uh the wedding in london i got booked for and it was held at Gordon Ramsay's uh, pub, the York and Albany, uh, by Regent's Park Corner, just up from Camden. Uh, and uh, suddenly the food stakes have gone up. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was it. And uh, normally, I, I, like you, I managed to blag a meal. But because this was just a small wedding, uh, they only, it was only like the bride and the groom, um, like their siblings and their parents. And that was it. And uh, I'd only been booked for two hours. So it was just to cover kind of uh the, the the initial ceremony and then a uh, few few drinks afterwards shot the wedding it was great uh shot the hour afterwards with the drinks and then it was like time to go so as i walked down the stairs the groom came downstairs with me uh, he said to me he said oh what's happening now and i said oh i'm i'm off home and he said oh have you got far to go and i said oh yeah i live in bournemouth so you know a couple of hours drive but it's fine you know and he's like what are you going to eat and i said oh I'll, I'll get a burger king on the way home and he was like do not be stupid, man. He said, right. And he sat me down at the bar and he, and he got the manager to come over. There was over. Burger King around the corner. He yeah. Said, he, he said, where's the nearest Burger King? No, he said, he said, give him whatever he wants off the menu. And uh, he said, make sure he eats well. And uh, then he went off upstairs and uh, I said, oh, okay. I thought well, I'd be all right. And uh, I'll, I'll get a burger. And then he gave me the menu. And sure enough, the burger was the cheapest thing on the menu. But it was twenty five quid just for the burger, <laughs> no chips. <laughs> uh, but it was incredible. Uh, I ate that, and it was it was so tasty. But but why this became one of my favourite stories was that it was such a lovely, beautiful wedding. I got some great images. I really gelled with the couple, and uh, I was then really privileged. They invited me to shoot their family wedding in France. And uh, which wow. wasn't on the cards before that. And when I say family wedding in France, it's ridiculous. His family own a chateau in Bordeaux. They've got their own vineyard. Um, and uh, we went down there. This is where we were staying at the chateau. This is where the wedding reception was. The wedding took place in this old Norman church from looks like a thousand years old. Um, the, 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 their wedding car was an old Citroen um, traction event thing. It just mate it was shame the shame the food was going to be terrible because the yeah. French are terrible food <laughs> well, that, that's, yeah, and yeah the, uh, I mean, the drinks just... you know. although i will say i was quite a bit younger than i am now and uh, i wasn't a fan of wine which when you're staying in a vineyard uh in a chateau uh it was quite a strange situation because uh because obviously i was there for the whole weekend and uh lots of meals there was lots of wine being drunk and given out and uh they noticed i wasn't drinking the wine at the table and dave had come over and he said to me he goes oh is there a problem with the wine i said oh no i don't like wine <laughs> and he, the look on his face as a frenchman and i told him that i didn't like wine um you know it was like i i revealed myself for the true peasant that i was and uh i said have you got any stella <laughs> and, but you managed to uh, uh get me a can or two of stella which was great but um yeah i mean i kicked myself because now i absolutely love red wine and uh you know they even offered me a, a case of wine to take home with me which i graciously declined <laughs> you know and i kicked myself forever for that but um yeah 
that sticks in my mind as mm. a, gr- a great one. So, uh, yeah. I, I suppose in some ways it's um, it's probably a dangerous aspect of wedding photography if you're middle aged that actually you then start to love wine and yeah. um, <laughs> it could have catastrophic <laughs> implications. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I think if you were to do that wedding now, um, this is no slur on your uh, character at all, but um, there'd be a very uh, different outcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so, uh, so you got any more best of um, yeah but I think so unlike you I wasn't I was my weddings I was kind of part-time sort of thing that I did so I was predominantly a portrait photographer I did uh, I sold my landscape photography through a market stall um, uh, weekly uh, to then promote the portrait business and then you just find that actually people say, oh, will you do a wedding? And then you think, oh, no, I don't want to do a wedding. <laughs> oh, yes, I do, I do. I do want to do a wedding. And then you end up doing a wedding. Um, and I think maybe the first um, couple that came forward, so this is now in the digital era, um, trusted me to do their wedding. And and I think it is that feeling um, I felt very part of the wedding. Every wedding I ever did, even the bad yeah, experiences, absolutely. felt very part of it. And more so about what equipment you're using or lenses. It's it's having that feeling that you are in the moment with those people, and then and absolutely. it's it is thinking on your feet. It is spotting what's going to happen and and getting in the right positions and things. Um, but yeah, that first wedding was really just lovely wedding i mean they it was a very simple wedding again a registry office um but they had a lovely rolls royce car and of course immediately start to see the shots that can happen um and although they went in the car everybody else walked to the um to the reception and so you get some really nice shots of people walking along which you normally don't get that 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 moment from the church to the reception is usually lost in cars or 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 something like that so that was yeah that was kind of a, a nice thing to do and of course um um being digital you, you're shooting quite a lot and um, and I suppose the editing is always, oh, we could do another podcast on editing photos, Absolutely. couldn't we? Especially yeah, weddings. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there was any particular moment in it. It was just having that feeling that when they were doing the speeches, you knew where to position yourself, where where to be. And um, it, it just seemed to flow, that wedding. And being the first one, yes, you're. I wouldn't say I was walking on eggshells at all. I, I've never felt that like that in a wedding. But you, uh, well, I actually have. But <laughs> that's that's the bad story. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but you just think, actually, this is really nice, and I'm. They've allowed me to be part of this, and therefore your camera becomes part of it. And in the end, you just end up that being your eye, you seeing something and and, and taking it, which is um, really the way they should be. And I know we've kind of a little joked about lacking the food but it's quite an honor when they say oh yes stay for the meal because they they feel they trust you to be part of that that experience i don't know if you you got any more sort of best of that you can think of well this is not best and worst really Uh, so it's going to be a combined thing that'll be that'll segue very neatly into the worst story so um I suppose I want to say that my the wedding photography I did, I, like I said it was kind of a sideline to the portrait photography, and so I set it up to so to be something where I thought, well, actually, I'll just 
do them in this kind of very simple way. The people that approached me um, didn't really want um, set photos. They didn't want um, group photography at all. They just wanted um, um, very reportage mm. kind of uh, photography. I thought, great, that's kind right. of like yeah. what I want to do. Um, but I suppose with all weddings, yes, that's what the bride and groom want. And then suddenly the large circles of the family what mother-in-law wants yeah. get involved <laughs> and uh what you had in your head and what the bride and groom had in their head suddenly has been taken away from you and yeah. um I, I mean that's so this wedding was uh first of all it was uh, in a beautiful place in suffolk i mean suffolk is just a very beautiful county and um it was in a um a, a listed uh building and i had to have uh, indemnity insurance which i had anyway for, for my photography insurance but it was one of those places where they'd done many many weddings but and again um it was in the summer so a lot of it was outside so you just got some really lovely shots of um certainly when people after the wedding when people t- uh, talking um just standing away with long lenses and just being uh, not big in people's faces with it and, and you get very natural photographs that way um but i think so this is going to slowly descend into the kind of the worst moment um <laughs> they I, suddenly i had to do a group photograph of 120 people so having never done any group photography yeah. or school photography or which is a really specialized thing specialized equipment i mean guys have done that just that's probably they just know how to do it yeah um and of course so i had the best man to try and get everyone everyone together um i I can't say this well i'll try and say this politely um pims was involved uh (laughs) he had hit the pims (laughs) quite a bit so he was he was raring to go he was not necessarily what i wanted him to do so um I just remember in the end, just trying to get everyone in on this uh, in front of this beautiful house on a on a gravel drive. Um, I was halfway up a stepladder, uh, shouting at people to right, you go here, trying to get them in some sort of height order. Um, and even now, when I think about it, I think, oh, yeah, half these people aren't looking at the camera. You've got people being hidden. Um, how someone does that with a hundred odd people? I don't know. It's just, um, yeah. but I, in the end, uh, they were really happy with it. Um, I wasn't. I don't, I don't think. I, I don't. I've never looked at that photograph again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where you think, well, I didn't really plan for this, and now I'm here. I am halfway up a ladder, and uh, yeah, yeah. But and at the time, you're thinking, ah, oh, I don't really know what i'm doing here <laughs> you just got to try and be confident and wing it and uh, yeah and, yeah yeah and like i said i wasn't ne- i was never happy with it because half the people weren't looking at the camera because you've got 20 or 30 kids and you know you're all uh bored out of their heads because they, <laughs> they just want to run around the, the the fields and everything so yeah but well, it was a, but when i came back from editing it i got some really lovely shots within that wedding and they were just yeah. i just thought yeah just that, that's really photo. worked yeah, yeah. um but well, it's funny you know, how something just runs away with you and then it's, uh, it's you, funny you, where you mentioned that you know it, it, in my early career you know i was trying to understand what people wanted and you know and group photos were you know a necessary evil as far as i was 
concerned, you know, because they have they asked for them because mum wanted them or nan wanted them. And uh, I think rarely the bride and groom actually wanted these pictures. It was always, uh, a, you know, a senior family member pushing to have these photos done, you know, and I hated doing them, you know, and uh, I, I, I used to just absolutely smash through them as quick as I could start with the big group and then just whittle it down you know, get your key members up front and just smash, smash, smash. And you know, you know me, Rob, I can be a bit gobby. So <laughs> I sort of just get up there, put on my big gobby voice and just, just get through it. But I was lucky that, you know, when we started, again, when I started working for Alistair, it was a totally different thing. And uh, as a rule, we didn't do group photos um, mm. and, and we rarely did portraits. It was a pure reportage experience and uh so you know sometimes we had to have difficult conversations with uh bride's mothers at, at the wedding on the day you know and they'd be trying to wrangle up a group photo and we'd have to sort of respectfully say that's not what we do madam but uh yeah it's, it's a choice and i guess as long as the bride and groom are into it ultimately it's their wedding package that they're paying for so uh you know you gotta give them mm. what they want but yeah, group group photos are a menace. There is no doubt about that, especially uh, I, when you're I, up a stepladder with an inebriated. Yeah, I mean, I've seen man. ones with a, oh, I don't know, delicately placed rose or something. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, perfect stuff. Yeah. I think that's the thing in weddings. There's a lot of trends and fashions, and uh, you have to be kind of. It's good to be sort of like confident in what you do and what your style is, uh, so you don't give into these kind of just fashiony trends because you're always going to do your best work when it's something that you really feel is you and it's what you believe in you know and it's not a case of what someone's told you you got to do or what everyone else is doing to, to be trendy you know so yeah definitely best avoided but uh yeah you sort of saying uh sort of dodgy bad wedding experiences i mean i think the, the very first that comes straight into my mind uh probably my single worst moment as a wedding photographer was uh this uh uh this wedding we were doing uh it was me and another guy and it was a just sort of in surrey they, they hired a big house and uh again a beautiful location really beautiful building and uh very posh you know and it was uh it was beautiful but i remember it was the most hot day it was so hot it was incredibly hot and uh we, this this is terrible but <laughs> during the speeches i was on one side of the room and my colleague was on the other side of the room and i was just in on the left hand side of the room taking photos and i suddenly thought i'm really hot no i'm, I'm really hot I'm not feeling too good. And then I just went down like a sack of potatoes. I just passed out. I was gone. <laughs> so yeah, during this, I actually passed out during the speeches. <laughs> so just hit the floor with a fud and uh, I was totally out of it. And uh, yeah, luckily a couple of nearby guests sort of uh, picked me up and shuffled me off to a corner and got me some water. And, uh, you know, sort of 10 minutes later, I was sort of back on my feet. But uh, yeah, that was, I was, I just wanted to die of embarrassment right at that moment, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just being that the, uh, yeah, the groom's speech was so boring. I collapsed, <laughs> but uh, it was just so hot. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> the heat was overwhelming, but uh, yeah, that was a terrible and what, moment. What happened afterwards? Could you continue or 
did you yeah no yeah. I, it was just my pride that was hurt really yeah. uh yeah once i'd had uh i'd had a, had a bit of water and uh, a couple of biscuits just to get my sugar levels back up you know <laughs> and uh <laughs> i was back and up and running again but uh i just felt so bad and i just felt so embarrassed and uh but yeah yeah, every, yeah everyone just takes it in good humor at the end of the day you know i think that's the thing it's scary but then you actually remember these are all just people they're just people like you and i and uh yeah, you know, and I, and I think, I suppose there is that thing you you, you can't go back. You can't. You can't. You, <laughs> you can't. They can't going to get uh, married again. And so there, you, as a photographer, you put pressure on yourself. Um, but these things always, there's always something that's um, will happen, which is part of life, really. So yeah. Um, yeah. Like being halfway up a ladder, or yeah, uh, absolutely refusing wine in a in a chateau, or uh, yeah. in fact, I think your your stories are just trump mine, really. <laughs> I did do it for a long time, Rob. Yeah, I, I, longer know, than so, I did. Yeah, I, I got but, out. I realised it was. Yeah. It was <laughs> I mean, after I did, uh, there was one year I did. Uh, I did. I think it was forty-three weddings in one year, and uh, that was the Ouch. year that I just said, no, "I've had yeah. enough. I can't do this anymore." It actually broke me, but. Um, yeah, it was a it was a tough it's a tough job. I take my hat off to to wedding photographers because it is it's a very tough job. But uh, mm. yeah, I've got plenty more mm. nightmare stories here, Rob. Uh, I don't know if you've got another <laughs> one you want to you want to jump in with, but I got I got another uh, I got another few here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the baton back to you. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, right, if, okay. Um... Well, talking on things that are out of your control, this is uh, probably another mortifying moment. But I'm, I'm quite lucky in a way. It didn't happen uh, when you were falling over in the, the, it, the last. No, one. <laughs> it didn't involve falling over, but uh, this one was. Uh, I was shooting a wedding. This was in uh, sort of early stages of my of my uh, wedding career, but I was uh, I was shooting a wedding with my with my lovely new Nikon D seven hundred, which I absolutely adored, and it still is one of my favourite cameras of all time. I love that camera. Um, we we could just do a podcast on that camera, we couldn't could. we? because yeah. it is definitely a, a photographer's favorite uh certainly hugh in the shop loves the d700 mm. and uh, i know you like it as well but it's just well yeah like i say well i won't go on about that too much because like you say we could dedicate a whole podcast to the uh the incredible d700 but uh i will say it did have one fatal flaw and that was single cf card slot so <laughs> and i think you can probably guess what i'm going to say next but uh yeah i was uh shooting away and all of a sudden my camera jammed up and i thought what's happened here and uh turned it off turned it on again couldn't write to the memory card in fact it couldn't even see the memory card it didn't think there was a memory card in there and it's at that moment where the world just falls from underneath your feet and you think oh my god did, but, did you did you fake another faint that you did yeah, actually ran away uh <laughs> changed my address my identity <laughs> no um basically i i wasn't entirely stupid i actually uh, kind of foresaw this could happen and uh i used to change my memory cards sort of every hour so i had a, a pocket uh like a think tank pocket rocket uh, memory card wallet uh, and I used to take about eight CF cards with me and I used to change them on the hour every sort of roughly on the hour and uh, I'm so lucky that this one was quite early on in the day and it was about halfway through the bridal prep till about 
halfway through the people arriving at the church. I lost all of that. But thank God I didn't lose, you know, the first kiss or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, actual, uh, you know, really important stuff. I mean, I lost some bridal prep and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, I, I was incredibly lucky. It didn't happen a little bit later on. You know, if, if that failure happened just maybe 30 minutes later, you know, that could have been a completely different outcome, but it was still a, a terrible moment and, and very mortifying. So, uh, but, um, and, and, you know, it never happened again. It only ever happened to me once. Uh, but yeah, it just sort of taught me the importance of uh, managing redundancy at all times, you know, just having a backup. And uh, yeah, I mean, when two card slots came out, I was all over that. <laughs> you, know, you, know, I was, you know, I it wasn't long after. I mean, I had that D700 and I used it for a couple more years. But then I, I uh, when I started working for Alistair, uh, the rest of his guys all worked with, with Canon. Uh, so he got me to switch over to Canon. Uh, so I bought a 5D3, single SD and single CF. Um, but yeah, two memory cards, essentially. Yeah, so. I, I used to have a dead pixel on a memory card. And it was somewhere like 100, I shot 158 or something. And uh, and it took three or four shoots to, these weren't just weddings, portrait shoots, where you go, oh, the pixel. And then you realize it was on the same um point every time so uh when i got close to that figure i can't remember what it was i used to do about 10 shots just randomly on the floor (laughs) somewhere (laughs) just to avoid it because i could never was it 150 158 or something um i could never remember exactly and uh but i knew it's around there so i just thought just waste 10 just so that i don't have that dead pixel (laughs) they're quite easy to take out but it's just that that feeling of uh uh you just knew it was there and it's yeah. it, especially like with that card you, you can't explain why it happened it just um well that's it yeah you you, you have to work around it but i yeah. mean uh yeah i mean that card went straight in the bin i, I never mm. used that card again i never trusted it and you know i didn't trust my camera for a little while after that i, I must be honest but um like i said luckily it never happened again I, I don't know to this day why it happened it just did mm. and i think uh uh and this is this is this one's going to make you laugh. This was another nightmare situation. Um, again, involving new tech, so or, or at least new new to me tech. Uh, there was there was one wedding where I was just basically I bought my first Leica. All right, I bought I bought a Leica M4. Look at you, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it become a, a sickness that took me years to get over buying Leicas. Um, but <laughs> but this was the first. This was the M4P, and I was utterly desperate to use it at a wedding. You know, up to this point, I just used it with. Uh, you know, taking pictures of the kids, my kids and stuff like that, street photography, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, uh, I decided I'm going to use this at a wedding. So uh, it was just, I'll use it during the drinks reception, just in case, you know, because it's shooting film. I'm a bit nervous about doing that at a wedding, I must admit. So I'll do it. And uh, yeah, I didn't realise, but actually pretty much the whole time, it wasn't until the last couple of shots I realized I'd in fact been walking around with the lens cap on the whole time. <laughs> and because it's a Leica, it's a rangefinder. There's no yeah. meter in. It just lets you get on with it. You just mm. happily snap away. <laughs> and everyone must have been looking at me thinking, what is that guy doing? Did, did it have Leica <laughs> written on the lens cap? Yeah. 
<laughs> it was the, the rectangular yeah. rubber lens cap. Beautiful. <laughs> Such a Muppet. <laughs> that was a, a completely mortifying moment. Um, yeah, I never never took it again after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a bad moment. That was that was definitely a bad moment. And uh, yeah, one one I wouldn't care to go through again. I felt again embarrassment of the highest ever, uh, you know, highest level. Well, I wonder what people thought. They must have thought, God, that guy, he's, well, wow, that, what an amazing camera. He's, he's got the lens cap on, but he's just <laughs> shooting away and uh, he's got some special new tech that allows him to <laughs> shoot the lens cap on. And I like to think it was not just me. I, I, I had, I've definitely heard of other people with Leicas doing this. You know, it's uh, it's it's definitely a, a faux pas that you commit. Uh, you you do only commit it once. <laughs> I wonder if someone took a photograph of you at the wedding. I really um, hope they did and created an internet meme. Yeah, with the lens cap on. Look at this guy, our wedding photographer. He's so awesome, he doesn't even need to remove the lens cap. Yeah. <laughs> what the, an idiot. The, the images are just in his mind. <laughs> so again, embarrassment. It's a good job I've got a thick skin, Rob, I'll tell you. But there is, a, there's, I don't know if you've got, if you've got any more uh, bad stories, Rob, um, before we, we start to wrap it up. But I don't think I've got any... Bad stories. I think really the um yeah the the, the group. I'm still I'm still twitching after that group. I'm yeah, it was horrific, that group yeah. photography. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I, I would say the weddings I did all went quite smoothly, and I was I was lucky in that respect. Um, there's always um, I suppose situations when suddenly someone says, "Oh, can you?" do this can you do that and then you think well actually no i can't <laughs> type thing but um and i and i never worried about the equipment i mean it was very early days of digital really i mean it was um uh i mean i had a d70 which by yeah yeah even then i mean i had um i mean there were much better cameras out there but uh, i couldn't afford anything else so um and i remember having uh i didn't bother buying a grip. I just bought loads of batteries and I squirreled them in various pockets. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, well, if I if the battery goes, I'll just pop another one in. I just uh, that's it. I think I think you're right. You know, it, it was just a case of being prepared and, mm. and just trying to prepare for all eventualities. You know, make sure you got lots of memory cards, lots of batteries. You know, just get your little contingency plans ready. And do what you can to manage it. But, you know, things, you will get stuff thrown at you on the day, which you completely aren't expecting. Um, but it's just about keeping a good sense of humor and uh, just being confident. You know, you're you're the pro there and just, you know, roll, roll mm. with the punches. And uh, mm. it's amazing how quickly you get adept at doing that, isn't it? And uh, So I suppose we should say, would you do it again? Do you know what? I often think about this and uh, I... I would, but I wouldn't commit to nearly as many. Mm. You know, if if I could do just maybe like four or five a year, I, I'd probably enjoy that, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, those those crazy days of 40 plus weddings a year, I just I don't want to go back to that. No you way. know where this is leading, don't you, Graham? <laughs> so we buddy up on a wedding. Yeah. Oh, me halfway up a ladder, you you yeah. fainting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are the Laurel and yeah. Hardy of <laughs> wedding photographers. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got one more story I need to share uh okay. in, in this. But uh this 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 isn't the best, this isn't the worst. This is just 
surreal, <laughs> bizarre, of all the weird things that might happen to you at a wedding. This this is right up there. But um, yeah, I've got to be careful how I uh, how, how I go through this. But uh, yeah, there, this was again when I was working in London uh, doing some sort of like you know pretty high end weddings, and um, we did a wedding. Um, the wedding itself was at Marlebone Town Hall. Uh, where Paul McCartney got married, incidentally. <laughs> um, but go. yeah, Marlborough Town Hall, which was great venue, um, horrendously expensive parking uh, opposite <laughs> in, in the car park there. I remember that. But uh, yeah, Marlborough Town Hall. Uh, and then we went on to uh, this this lovely uh, venue afterwards, um, a townhouse kind of situation. With the the guy, the groom, he told me he worked in the in the record industry. I didn't really think give it any more thought. Uh, so I was uh, I was kind of like uh, shooting around, shoot, shooting the drinks reception, and uh, sort of working my way through the crowd like you do. You know, you get you, you try and get a photo of every guest at least once, don't you? Yeah. Um, just yeah. So, you know, you got a record of everyone that was there, and uh, you know, just walking around, you know, shooting people. And uh, there was this guy chatting to this other guy, and I took his picture, and he turned around, he looked at me, he said, "What you, what you, what are you doing?" And I said, uh, "I'm just taking your picture." He said, "Why?" And I said, "Because I'm wedding photographer." <laughs> and he said, "Well, don't." Oh, I thought, "Okay." <laughs> I said, "I'm sorry." I said, "But you know, I'm just—it's just a guest. You know, you, you, your friends, you've come to this wedding. I'm just here taking pictures." And, uh, and he said, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> and I went, oh, oh, "Oh, that old chestnut." <laughs> I went, no, yeah. He said, "Do you know who I am?" And I went, "No," <laughs> which made him much angrier <laughs> um and then i walked off and then it suddenly dawned on me who this guy was and uh, I, i'm not going to say his name but this guy uh was a pretty famous singer and uh, <laughs> yeah he was a big deal yeah i didn't recognize him at first i realized who this guy was so i just carried on i thought well it doesn't matter you know i'll, I'll carry on but I, i'm certainly gonna keep photographing because it's my job that's why i'm here that's what i've been paid to do mm. you know and then i noticed that there was actually a couple of other kind of pretty famous people there and uh, i was taking their pictures as well no problem you know i was just acting like i normally always do a wedding i treat everyone the same i never you know act any differently but uh, yeah uh, again this guy I, I caught him in the edge of a picture and uh, he came up to me and he said i told you don't take my picture and i said Look, I said, I'm really not trying to be funny. I'm just the wedding photographer. I'm just trying to document your friend's day. I said, what's, you know, if you don't mind me asking, what's the objection? And he said, oh, I'm sick of the paparazzi and I'm sick of, you know, people selling my pictures. And I said, I can assure you, I'm not going to sell your picture to any newspaper or the only place these pictures will be going is, is to your friend. Right. Okay. Just stay out of my way. And uh, <laughs> so he was acting like a Mr. Big Shot. So I did just kind of stay out of his way. Uh, as a, but uh, I did notice that he was hitting the sauce pretty hard <laughs> throughout the meal and uh, into the evening. And then uh, the inevitable disco fired up and uh, he could be seen cracking out some wicked moves on the dance floor. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to carry on. So I was just taking pictures of everyone, and then I, I was at the dance floor, and I was taking some pictures, and uh, I, I managed to get a few pictures of said individual dancing, and uh, along with everybody else. I wasn't picking on him in particular. 
Uh, but then it got to the end of the evening and uh, I was just finishing up uh-huh. and I was knelt down by the corner of the dance floor and I was just packing my camera into my bag and uh, I got tapped on the shoulder and I turned around and it was our, our, our mystery singer. And he said to me, he went, all right, mate. And I went, yeah, all right. And he went, I've got something for you. And I said, oh, okay. And he turned around and <laughs> he performed the most dirty fart <laughs> I could have ever, <laughs> ever, ever <laughs> been dealt in my life. Just straight into my face. <laughs> And then he strode off. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, uh, under normal circumstances, I'd be upset, but uh, it was actually hilarious. The hilarity of the situation. All I could do was laugh. And, uh, you know, that is one of the single most funniest, strangest, weirdest moments of my entire life, let alone wedding photography career. But uh, so he'd clearly run out of things to say. He had to run you. out. So he resorted to his uh, primal. Uh, facilities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did the only thing he had left in his armor, which was to... in fact, uh, there, there are a lot of species of animals, aren't there, that do yeah. um, <laughs> that? Uh, oh, we don't know to say a skunk, but um, that use that either as defense or, um, uh, in fact, some do it to attract the other part. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it was like I say, it was unbelievable. I've beaten drive by by an early 2000s uh, rather famous singer was just crazy. And I know it sounds unbelievable, and uh, but I, I, I'm fortunate in that I've got a good friend who I'm still good friends with. Uh, he's another fellow photographer. He was with me. Uh, we were working the, the wedding together and he saw all of these events unfold. So I have a corroboration, corroborative witness to the event. And uh, even now we still joke about this happening. Uh, and it was some sort of, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And uh, he, in fact, texted me just this week saying he he recalled the story and was telling it to a mate of his, and it still makes him belly laugh out loud to this day. I just wish I could tell you who it was, but I can't. So, <laughs> But uh, I'll leave it to your imagination. <laughs> well, I think the conclusion of that story is that that's because you're a gentleman. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, unless uh, you've got any other weird events that you, you might want to drop in there. <laughs> how, how can you leave me hanging after that story? There's nothing I possibly ever done in any walk of life that's going to top that story. Amazing. Well, there we go. But I wasn't even there. I'm, I've got images in my head thinking, oh, you're right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Amazing, amazing stuff. Well, we've left on a high. Indeed, in, in, a, straight, Indeed. in a straight drive. <laughs> but uh, there we go. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that's. Uh, I think that's all for this week. <laughs> um, well, that's that's going to cheer people absolutely. up. Absolutely, <laughs> you know that's why we're here. So, uh, <laughs> but that's all for this week. And uh, but do make sure you join us again uh, uh, next time. Thank you very much. I've been Graham from Castle Cameras. And I've been Rob from Castle Cameras. We'll hear you. We'll see you. We'll um, chat to you. Well, you won't even hear you. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back soon. Back soon. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>